Welcome, everybody here this evening. Um, I know some of you, have, it's your first time back since we've been in this pandemic, so it's good to have you here. And uh, my mother has risen from the tomb. Uh, <laughs> she's here a little ahead of schedule from Easter, I mean. So, um, the story we just heard, Mark's version of the Passion, is the shortest of the four stories. But it packs a punch, and part of the punch I want to talk about very briefly is a story within the story, and that's about the unnamed woman who anoints Jesus' head. She has this alabaster jar, and she doesn't just pour oil. She breaks the jar and really lets him have it, pours the oil over him. Father Demetrius Dum, who was a Benedictine monk and scripture scholar, he's dead now, He writes, what this woman did tells us how to read and understand the passion of Jesus. Briefly stated, her seemingly extravagant anointing of Jesus represents in microcosm what Jesus himself is about to do for the whole world. Just as she breaks open the exquisite alabaster cruet and pours its precious and fragrant ointment on the head of Jesus, in anticipation of his death and burial, so also Jesus will allow his body to be broken in death and will pour the precious ointment of his lifeblood on all of us who are destined to die. Her action is considered wasteful and foolish by the bystanders so that Jesus must correct them as he praises this woman for her generosity. He praises her. If we take this little story of the anointing of Jesus seriously, we will learn that the passion story of Jesus is not primarily about how much he suffered. All right, primarily, not primarily about how much Jesus suffered, but rather about how much he loved. He did suffer, of course, and his suffering was intense. But suffering as such is not necessarily redemptive. What makes the pain and suffering of Jesus the source of salvation for us is the fact that it resulted from his extraordinary loving. And so when we make the way of the cross, we may be tempted to say, I'm with you, Jesus. I'm suffering just as you did. But Jesus could very well say to us, are you suffering because you love If so, by all means, join me, and we'll walk together toward resurrection. Otherwise, please try to learn the real meaning of love, and then your suffering will mean something. Then your suffering will mean something. His great love is what is on display this week, this holy week. His great love which led him to his death. 
The cross's unique gift to us is God loving us personally, persistently, fully, and relentlessly. Jesus said, whenever this gospel was preached, what this unnamed woman has done will be remembered and told as good news. As good news. Gospel means good news. It's all about God's love for you and for me. And even when he predicts that his disciples are going to abandon him, which they would, and he knew they would, he assures them that he would go before them into Galilee after his resurrection. He assures them that he would not abandon them, even though they abandoned him. Now, folks, that's love. That's real love. That's the kind of love that put him on the cross. That's the kind of love that allowed his father to raise him from the dead. What that woman did was a simple act of love. What you and I can do are simple acts of love that proclaim God's love and make it become real for people. His cross, its gift to us, is simply God loving us personally, persistently, fully, and relentlessly. And so we enter into Holy Week.